This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode number 151, recorded on Sunday, February 13th, 2011. Joe is a dick. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Watch and listen to our shows and many others at techpodcasts.tv. everybody, welcome back to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. We are the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we took a week off to kind of reset our technology, and we'll talk more about that because, believe me, if there isn't one thing that I hate more, it's technology. I mean, I mean, I love technology more than anything else. Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't be doing this show. Uh, my name is Chase Nunes, and this week uh, we have our core cast of characters. Uh, starting us off first, I couldn't do this show without him. I really couldn't because I wouldn't have anybody to look at every single week. And here he is, folks, Mr. John Kessler. What's up, John? Hi. Talk. See, you did it what? again. You did it again. What? That's that's hi hi <laughs> right hi hi how's it going? There you go, John. Let me talk into that mic. How are you? Just ducky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, any? Have you? Uh, did you? Uh, no. Let's see if I hit the right button here. Okay. Ah, I hit the right button. Perfect. Right. Did you do anything this past weekend? Week. 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 Uh, worked. All right. All Didn't right. play any rock band, and. Uh, yeah. Didn't play any Eve either? I played Eve. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> that's quiet. Um, no, actually, you know, being the uh, the good neighbor that I am, I, I do live in a duplex, so I do have to kind of curtail, you know, when I get to play rock band around when my neighbor is home sleeping. Cool. Why don't you just invite him over to play with you? Her? No. It's actually over to play with yeah. you. Even better. Well, it's just too, her work schedule is kind of uh-huh. an odd one, and it it changes. So it's you know, she's usually sleeping when I'm up at that time. So, yeah. Also joining us this week yeah. is a man that needs an introduction, and here he is, folks, Mr. Joe Falvey, <laughs> our yeah. chief Apple correspondent. That's what uh, you are this week, yeah. Joe. That's great. Yeah, you had to move it <laughs> so along. I was kind of boring people, wasn't I? Do, do you like your new borders now, Joe? You have walls now. You have Geek yeah, they're, Gamer they're, Weekly walls. They're, they're, I, I'm not sure if I can indicate where they are, but yeah, there's... there's they're, they're, <laughs> unless someone's they're watching... They're next to my face, yes. <laughs> unless, they're, unless they're watching on a uh, cropped screen. Uh, then That's not, true. <laughs> yeah, if they're watching on a 4 by 3 screen, they, they won't see the borders. They'll just see... Actually, just, we're, we're letterboxed. Yeah. So. Oh, really? Why don't you just bring them in so it's just like touching the inside of You should zoom in. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, just bring them all the way in so they're touching my ears that's that's that'd be so so joe how was your weekend what did oh and did you see this the the, the split screen here yeah yeah, yeah, yeah look at that great yeah i'm a wannabe artist yes that's right i've made some changes to the technology of the show yes you even added kind of a subtle drop shadow on the uh on the video i see that drop shadow where yeah, there's just just a, so well it may just be a black outline that's a part of the graphic it might it be like, 
I should add, you know, I should add drop shadows. I should should, have done that. Just a little bit, just to make it pop, just a little more. So, Joe, tell us, uh, what have you been up to over these past couple weeks? Well, last weekend was uh, PDX Land. Ah, yes, the land party of PDX. That's right, which is that uh, that big 500-person land party in Portland. Uh, This was our 17th full event. Um, Umberto was there, I heard. Who? Umberto Lindsay? Umberto was there. Uh, I think I said hi to him very briefly one day. He doesn't. Uh, he didn't even talk to you. Uh, not really, because the last time he he came up to me at a land, I bitched at him for not being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I gave him trouble about. Hey, how come you're not on Geek Gamer Radio anymore? We really miss you, and you should come on. It'd be great. And and he didn't really say a whole lot. And uh, I don't think he talked to me for the rest of that event either. Oh my god. Um, Good so, job. So you know, I, I feel kind of bad about it now because. You know, it's, I'm not trying to try to, to super pressure him into getting in the show, but I, I think we'd all love to have him back. Yeah, well, uh, we, we have an empty chair and an empty yeah. camera. Yep. That's right. you got to put your standee over there. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll have two chases. That might be too many, though. Yeah, that's why uh, I, I took it away. I, I, don't want pe- I don't want people thinking I'm getting too conceited. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. That's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, they commented how, how well they liked the other you don't chases. Want them, you don't want them to think that. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Joe, uh, PDX Land, uh, obviously a lot of sponsors. Let me ask you this: Is the Land community still strong? Uh, it, you know, the community at PDX Land is pretty strong. Um, it's surprising. Going to other land parties around the country, one of the things that I've noticed, and uh, and you see this in pictures of other lands too, is a lot of people have uh, pre-built machines, Dells or HPs or something like that. They may have upgraded them, put a bigger video card, that sort of thing. And at PDX Land, seeing a pre-built machine is really, really unusual. Almost everybody at this point has a homemade machine, and a lot of people have really, you know, not super, super high-end case mods, but at least some level of case mod in their computers now. Gotcha. So it's, it's really interesting. It's a different, it's kind of a different community. It's, it's, it's funny how that's pushed that direction because of, I think in part because of the sponsors and also because of the other attendees that are there. People see what's possible, so they figure when am I, you know why not give it a try? <laughs> nice. So, I'm fighting a cold. I'm sorry. Guys. That's right. <laughs> that almost sounded like something I would have done. <laughs> that's right. I, I I was thinking, John, did you do that? Did, was that yeah? You? It was. It was John. That's that's it. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, no, it's a it's a great event. Um, you know, we do we do have quite a bit of sponsorship. Like I said, it is uh, um, it is about 500 people. It goes on for about four days, three and a half, four days uh, from uh, Friday afternoon through Sunday after or Monday evening. Um, and, uh, you know, this event, uh, happened to span over the Super Bowl, And so we even had the Super Bowl up on uh, a couple screens, uh, on the projectors and, uh, they, there was a whole separate room where people were watching the Super Bowl too. Yeah. So. The first time in three years, I did not have a super D land. Uh, yeah. Cause I mean, I usually have a land run Super Bowl weekend and not this weekend because I can't compete with PDX land. I mean, yeah. I can't, well, there's right. I well, mean, PDX Land 18 was announced during the event, and it's coming up pretty soon here. Isn't that what, uh, June? It's coming up in, uh, I think, June. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, June. but yeah, it, it is coming up. Or middle there's of July. Also, uh, like there's another land, actually, Chase, that you might like to come down to. Um, I forget what they're calling it, but it's SSL. And it's uh, happening in the Red Line in Vancouver, uh, right off I-5. Uh, that's coming up in May. It's actually over Mother's Day weekend. So if you already have something else going on with your mother, then, you know, don't bother. But it's, uh, it's supposed to be a really nice event. I have a, a, a space and a half that I'm sharing with another PDX Lens staffer. And um, it's looking to be a good event. It's a straight gaming event. No tournaments, no prizes, no contests, nothing else. It's just straight gaming. 
So kinda that's going to for four days. Kind of well. like LPNW, Land Party Northwest. That's true. We have a straight gaming but event this, next uh, weekend. This also, this is though, they made it really, really clear that they expect any attendee to be an advanced attendee. If you need to, if you need to be taught how to change your IP settings, you're really not welcome at the LAN. Ooh. <laughs> because, <laughs> because they don't want, I mean, the idea is that there's only really going to be three people running the event. They don't want to have to babysit anybody. They want everybody to know what they're doing, be familiar with lands, and just get it done. And right, just have a good yeah. So, which makes sense to me. I mean, you do end up with, especially at a place like PDX Land or, or one of the big uh, LPNW lands, you end up with a lot of people who, you know... Need their handheld. They need their yeah, handheld. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're either just moving from console gaming or they, uh, you know, they're just having a hard time with figuring out how to use a computer, so... They're upgrading from solitaire to Call of Duty. <laughs> nice. So. Now, you're probably wondering, people watching the video stream at live.geekgamerradio.com Sunday nights to plug us. I mean, to plug our show. I mean, stuff. Yeah, get plugged. Uh, or if you're watching the, uh, the video reproduction on our, uh, on our tech podcast channel because Joe can't get the Boxy app working. Um, we are a part of the Tech Podcast Network. If I didn't mention that, you know, they have lots of great shows on there. Uh, actually, I, I really should put pull that up on the on the secondary. And I'm going to talk about the secondary screen here in a minute. I should have left that. Uh, I should have left that other camera plugged in to show the new setup here. Um, too late. I know. Too late. So so first off, well, here let me plug that in. So first off, uh, here's the here's the Tech Podcast channel, uh, TechPodcast.tv. Uh, and here you can watch uh, lots of different types of shows, uh, ranging from the the Geek News Central podcast uh, to the the Tech Buzz uh, to the Doctor Bill Netcast. There's really everything on there, and we have our own channel. Uh, you just kind of scroll down here; it's not in really alphabetical order. But you go to Geek Gamer Weekly, uh, and you can see all of our shows here on the channel. Uh, in addition. In addition to this, we are also on the Tech Podcast app on Boxy and on Roku. Uh, so in case you miss any shows and you want to watch them on your big screen, you can. Or you can find us on YouTube. Uh, you can just find us in lots of different places. Hey, there's Joe's mug there. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, you can find us in lots of different places. Uh, so let me talk about the computer. The Crash-O-Matic 2000 that you guys know. John, uh, Joe, Umberto, everybody... Almost everybody who's ever ever been on this show knows about the Crashomatic 2000. Now, to kind of prevent me from talking for the next five to ten minutes about the Crashomatic, can John or Joe? Can you guys sum up the Crashomatic 2000? It sucked. <laughs> it was unstable. It sucked. <laughs> I'm going Trying back to and channel forth. Ollie here from Family Guy. <laughs> it's gonna rain. Okay, that's right. So it's always crashing. It was always crashing, and it was always crashing with this software that we use. Now, right now, if you're watching the show, we are using a software program called Wirecast. Uh, Wirecast is brought to you by a company called Telestream. Uh, T-E-L-E-S-T-R-E-A-M dot net is the website, telestream.net. And here's the uh, their website there. Now, the cool thing about this this beautiful software that we use is it gives us multiple camera setups. We can bring in uh, web pages using something called Desktop Presenter. And by the way, they're not paying us to, to, to talk about this. But the, the, the thing is, the, the, the software allows us to not only record the show, 
uh, for editing, for future editing. But we can stream live at the exact same time. So right now, if you're watching us live on the website, the software handles it all. But here's the problem that we were having. I was getting random, random uh, just lockups. I mean, just random lockups for no apparent reason when I'm using the software with my old system. So I I had uh, Craig over at the Telestream forums helping me out. I also uh, I want to get this guy's name because he really deserves some credit here. Uh, but he, um, one of the Telestream techs, they actually set up a, a system that was very, very close to mine uh, as far as the... Uh, um, oh, what, what do you call it? The specs, system specs. So his name is Mike over at Telestream. Um, Mike Anderson. So I want to just make sure I give Mike props for that. So the I was using an EVGA motherboard X58 chipset. I had a Core i7-920. It was a great system. It worked very well for me. Gaming, everything, but Wirecast. The running joke was the Crash-O-Matic. So I decided to take the ultimate plunge because I've done everything. Formatting, reinstalling, changing video cards, changing memory. I've done everything I possibly could. And your underwear. And my underwear. And I switched from Pepsi to Pepsi Max. Didn't work. Actually, the Pepsi Max is working really good. So I switched, and now I'm running an MSI, uh, I think it's Big X Power or X Power motherboard. Okay. I decided to update my chip, so I'm using a Core i7-950. I didn't switch over to the Bloomfields, and why didn't I switch over to the Bloomfields? Joe, why didn't I switch over to the Bloomfields? Aren't they like kind of crashing right now, Joe? Don't, don't well, they have a, a chipset the, problem? You mean the, the SATA issue? Not yeah, <laughs> Minor. It's, not, it's not really crashing. It just slows down over use. Yeah, yeah and it actually, it always it's only affecting the CD drives. Well, no, I thought it affects SATA ports three through six. I don't know. It, the 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 hardest thing about it is, I mean, the fix is in place. And in, Intel, uh, my understanding, uh, uh, they talked about it at PDX Line a little bit. Yeah. They'd figured out how to fix it in the chipset. Um, in fact, they replaced all of the boards that had the problem on Friday before PDX Land, um, or the day it started. So. The fixes in motherboards, the problem is motherboards aren't in the channel yet or not very many of them are in the channel yet to, to fix the problem. So yeah. you can go with it and uh, in theory, motherboard manufacturers are going to either ship out replacements or something like that, but it's going to take a little while. So it'd be, it'd be good for the show. Uh, it just might have a hard time saving it very quickly towards the end of the show. I'm not sure how long <laughs> it slow down. But well, I, I've got the impression it was it was at least several hours, if not a, a day or more, of active use on the hard okay. drive or the SATA bus. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I stuck with the X58 chipset. I stuck with a Core i7 chip. I, I The prices for the i7 chips have come down a bit, so I, got, I was able to get a 950 at 3.07 gigahertz. I'm running it at, uh, right now. I'm overclocking it a little bit. Um, so anyway, I got that, and I took my old system, uh, which... Otherwise, other than Wirecast, worked fine. Took my ATI card, 5850, and I've made it a dedicated Hackintosh. I know Apple would love to hear that. So, Apple, if you're listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, now, so what you see here on, on the, this shot, if you're watching the video, is a desktop presenter running on the Mac. So, this is actually a Mac, and I can prove it to you 
by right clicking and you'll see the uh, a Mac sub menu here. So, so this is a Mac, uh, and so far everything has been really really solid. I've been burn testing all week, trying to get my thing to crash. My thing would not crash, and so it's going to crash here in a few minutes. So not, now that I've your, said that, your thing crashed probably. Yeah. So anyway, uh, got all the shots up. Uh, everything's running fine. We're running a stream to uh, uh, to uh, you, uh, t- uh, Justin.tv, and we're recording. And, and another great thing about this is I've noticed is now Joe looks good. He he's like it's fluid video. It's like he's in here with us. And it's probably because he trimmed his beard. Yeah, well, probably. Joe needs to get a Logitech C910 camera, and then he'll I'm be. I'm thinking in, about it. He then he'll be in HD, and yeah. it has a. It comes with a mic on it too. Yeah, no, he. he That's right. So I can get rid of this <laughs> snowball thing. Yeah, screw, straight on the, the camera mic. Yeah, yeah, screw the snowball. That's yeah. right. The Xylon ball, Xyball. All right. So, That's the, right. so I think the crashomatic is now dead. Thank God. No, it's not really dead. Well, it's, it's not alive. dead. It's, it's been, been reincarnated. It's been reincarnated, and it, it's going to be. It's now a dedicated Mac. It is a Macintosh, an i7 920 Macintosh with six gigs of memory, a terabyte hard drive, it, and it's a solid system. I mean, it's much. It's a thousand dollar Mac that's more powerful. Uh, that's pretty powerful than what you would get for spending what twenty five hundred for a Mac. I don't know what Mac Pros are going for right now. I mean. Joe, well, the the Mac Pro, the base Mac Pro is way more powerful than what you built. So yeah, I know, but how much? I mean, how much is uh, it? Though? Base Mac Pro, I think, is twenty five hundred bucks. And what's in the base Mac Pro? I got to look that up. Uh, I should look that up on the Mac. <laughs> that's a good question. All right, so let's go over here. I'm gonna bring that up here. So we got the base Mac Pro is a quad core uh, Intel Xeon processor, two point eight, with three gigs of memory and a one terabyte hard drive and an eighteen X super drive with a, a, a Radeon HD fifty seven seventy. That is twenty five hundred. On the other hand, you can bump up to the twelve core, which is two six core Xeon processors with six gigs of memory and uh, still only one terabyte hard drive. What the hell? Uh, and a fifty seven seventy for five grand. Exactly. What the hell? Indeed. Well, I mean, it's a one terabyte hard drive. I guess if you're going to be buying a system like that, you're probably going to be putting your own hard drives in. They're probably going to be a lot bigger than just one terabyte. I mean, I do have a terabyte drive in my system. I'm, I'm running six gigs. Now, I am running a Core i7, uh, 2.6, and it is a quad-core. It's not a Xeon, but it is a quad-core. I mean, i7s are quad-cores. Um, and my, I don't have a dual-layer uh, drive, but I don't burn on it. And I'm running an ATI 5850. So so I did that for 1000 bucks. This is 2500 So no thanks. <laughs> no well, problem. Yeah, but I mean, I know, I know, I know. For for, for look for for twelve hundred bucks, you can get the three gig. It's a Core i three, so it's not an i seven, but it's a three gig Core i uh, Core i three with a twenty one and a half inch monitor. I could. You're right, but here, you know, I almost went that way. I really considered going that way, and the reason why I didn't is because uh, you cannot. Uh, well, from what I was reading, the ma- the the monitor won't work with a, a non-Mac computer. Now, Joe, I know you were telling me... Well, the 21.5 doesn't support the pass-through anyway. The 27 yeah. does. Yeah, that's what I meant. I yeah. was trying to get there. So, uh, And I don't have room for another 27-inch monitor. I wouldn't see John if... if <laughs> I wouldn't be, be able to see him. <laughs> so. I'd be waving over well, the, the biggest thing about the, the 27-inch monitor is 
I want to know why I could buy an iMac with a twenty and with a twenty-seven inch monitor be seventeen hundred bucks for the Core i three. It runs at twenty-five sixty by fourteen forty. How come I can't buy in the retail channel from anybody a twenty-seven inch monitor that runs twenty-five sixty by fourteen forty? No I'm kidding. Limited to that stupid nineteen hundred by twelve hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? And not even twelve hundred anymore. It's hard to find the twelve hundreds. Most of them are ten twenty or ten eighty now. Oh yeah. You know I have a my my Dell monitor is uh is. Twelve hundred. It it for, yeah. And my it's like four years old. <laughs> yeah, my monitor is twelve hundred. It's, yeah. it's it's nineteen twenty by twelve hundred, and I, it's great. I ran a nineteen twenty by ten eighty monitor for about twelve hours, and you know what? It doesn't seem like it'd be that much different. It's only one hundred eighty pixels, but it was enough that it drove me up the wall. Yeah, I, I couldn't stand it. It wasn't tall enough, so I took that thing back and and went back to my old monitor, which. I mean, it's not a great monitor. It's a fluorescent backlight, but it's it's better than you know. I'd rather have the resolution than have the uh, the 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 lo- the loss in in pixels. Yeah. So it's just stupid. How come you can get and same thing with laptops? You can get ridiculous laptop LCDs, but you can't get them for the desktop because I don't know. I guess we don't want them as badly as laptop users. Or they or, or or they cost what twelve uh, twelve hundred bucks, right? Or fifteen hundred bucks? Or they're, they're well, they only cost expensive. that much because they're making a handful of them. You can buy the yeah. same panel. In a eight hundred dollar, you know, Wintel craptastic laptop, that that would cost twelve hundred bucks on a desktop. I, it just didn't make any sense to me. So John, the whole LCD market is stupid. I mean, what? Oh, oh, come on, John. What? Okay. Um, <laughs> That's right. It's all John's fault. Yeah, John, you're shaking over there. You always worry me, man. I'm okay. You sure? I stopped. Okay. You shake a lot. It's hypertension. I bounce my leg, and okay. it makes me shake, and it okay. shows up on your camera. All right. <laughs> you so, mean your camera? The camera. The, the camera. camera. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, all I know is I just sit at home with my, my monitor and my six, 1680 by 1050. And it works for it. you. Works Actually, for the smaller monitor resolution you have, the better you can turn up your resolution graphics and not have to worry about it. Just put it on max and be done with it. Yeah. I'm actually running a GTX 580s now. I'm very happy about that. Two of them. Two of them in SLI. Yes, on I, I'm only running 470s, but I still haven't ga- found a game that I can't run at full settings. So, I just like to be able to turn up everything to max and be done with it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly what I do. Yeah, it's to the max. But I'm on 470s. I know. Well, I, I'm I'm future proofing myself when I get that 27 inch right. high resolution monitor that you have, Joe. Or that well, you the, want, the, I should say. The, <laughs> yeah, if if I yeah a, a 2560 by 1440, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, you could get them now, but you have to buy a thirty-inch monitor. It costs twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, it's just stupid. Well, hey, let's let's LCD. let's talk some geek. Let's talk. Yeah, maybe some we should tech. have some stories. Hey, that's okay. We're just be. Well, that, well, was this, what, the, that was geeky. This is what happened. It was pretty geeky. Yeah, and bitchy too, which is my other favorite part of the show. <laughs> All right. Actually, I just noticed some issues. For some reason, maybe the camera's not keeping up with the video feed. But all of a sudden, my like the video, I'll see myself move really, really fast. That's nice. So, well, maybe you shouldn't move as fast. No, no, no. I meant like the camera will be on me, and then I'll switch over to John, and then like it'll speed up real quick. Maybe I, I just can't switch camera angles quickly. I don't know. It's hey, you faster hard drives. Uh, well, no, I'm already running a. Uh, I'm running I, a uh, an I, SSD, and I'm uh, just one. Well, that's my that's you my have six uh, of them in there. Come on. That's my boot Just drive. one SSD? I mean, I'm I, in a mini ITX case, and I have two. You have two? Really? I have two, yeah. Wow. They're rated. Really? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't run rated in my system at all. Why not? 
well, you don't I, do backups regularly enough to trust them? I, I back up to my Windows Home Server every night. Then what's wrong with RAID? Nothing. I Just not for my home system. I mean, not for the system that I use every day. You don't, no, you don't no, trust you just backup. overclock it. I, just, I wouldn't. You know what? If I was backing up to Windows Home Server, I probably wouldn't trust it either. <laughs> or the Windows Home Server. No, the Windows Home Server is fine. Actually, you know, I didn't put this in the show notes, but like the, the newer version of Windows Home Server was just released, or release candidate was just released. And they removed one of the biggest features ever, which is called Drive Extender, where you could take a uh, Right now, Windows Home Server version 1, you can throw a drive in there. It adds it in, into as part of the storage collective. Okay, so it's a RAID. Uh, but there's no separate drive letters. You just have one big storage pool, and it has the ability to back up your files across multiple drives, redundancy, which is nice. Uh, but Microsoft decided to remove it from the new version of Home Server called Veil. And now, anytime you add a new drive, it gives you a new drive letter. You don't have one big pool of storage. And what happens to an existing system, say you upgraded? Well, I guess you'd have to just to reinstall it. What do you mean, uh, like a new? Oh, like if I wanted to go to the new version of Home yeah. Server? Yeah, then I would I would have to do a complete format yeah. reinstall. I'm going to run version one until I can't anymore. I mean, there's really no benefit for me anymore. I mean, there's some new transcoding options, but I mean, I'm using a yeah. boxy box that handles that crap. So, so yeah, I'm just not going to use Windows Home Server. Uh, well, I'll avoid that whole issue. Windows Home Server is good. I mean, I don't think it's uh-huh. bad. I, I, I just unfortunately, a lot of people got scared when they heard Home and Server. Joe, you probably need to your resign lining again. Yay! And now you're oh. not. I don't know. I give up. He's All right, time to talk geek. We got stories <laughs> where you want to share. Not necessarily the top stories. Some of them are. But we're going to talk about them. Stories. Uh, stories. First off, Yay. there's a f- iPhone on Verizon. I don't know if you guys heard about this. What? But there, but there is an iPhone now on Verizon. Wow, Chase. Welcome to last month. I know. Uh, so uh, PC Magazine uh, did a, a teardown of what is different internally with the phone from AT&T's. Uh, so as you could see here, first off, they tore it apart, and they, and they found that there is a world-mode CDMA GSM chip inside. Uh, so you can actually take this phone overseas, and it will actually work. Um, also, obviously, and this has already been really talked about, the dual antenna design, you know, the, the, uh, the frame on the outside of the fo- uh, device and the phone, they redesigned it. And so they, they put their cuts in different places, and actually it doesn't have that death grip issue anymore that the AT&T version had. Also, believe it or not, there is a new vibrator. John would be happy to hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the entire vibration uh, has been replaced in the Verizon model, utilizing an oscillating vibrator. <laughs> it also has an integrated GPS uh, now. No. It does not have... Uh, it doesn't have a discrete GPS chip. Now the, the phone relies on a Qualcomm chip. And also the battery is lighter. They use a different type of battery, different model number, and it shaves off 1.3 grams, uh, grams or about 1 20th of an ounce, which I guess if you're carrying in your pocket all day, you're really going to be able to feel that. So there you go. Some differences. And by the way, yes, uh, Angry Birds does work on the Verizon iPhone. Of course it is. Still the same processor as the I iPhone know, and the I iPad. But. 
And it's important to note that having this world mode, uh, it's actually a Qualcomm chip yeah. uh, that allows GSM and CDMA. It doesn't mean that the iPhone, the Verizon iPhone, is a world phone, because it's not. It just means the chip is capable Okay, that. that's true. That's um, so... What's li- what is likely to happen here is this is the same sort of same exact chip or a very very similar chip that we're going to see in the next generation iPhone. The next generation iPhone is more likely to be a world phone, and that and at that point we'll see a unified architecture where there's just one phone. And Apple, from their point of view, they might make a small change in it or a software hack in it yep. to force yep. it to work on AT and T or Verizon or 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 any other carrier uh, for that matter. You know they'll be able to ship the same physical model anywhere in the world, and it's just a firmware difference that'll make it work in whatever carrier they desire. Well, that, that's smarter to do. It's cheaper to do it that way. Yeah. It, it's just no-brainer. Right, yeah. I mean, consolidating down to one model makes a lot of sense. That's, that's one of the strong points of the iPhone market right now. John, what the hell were you doing over there? You don't want to know. Was he caressing his Evo? No. <laughs> Actually, it's not even in the room. It's out in the was it, Yeah, my phone's out you in the sure? kitchen. I'm sure it was, getting, it was getting a little jealous of all this discussion about iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I left it in the other room. I didn't want it to cry. Oh, okay. Wireless advances in, in, in cellular technology could mean no more huge cell towers. Uh, obviously, you know, they're ugly, they're big, and really a lot of people don't want them in their backyards and, you know, near schools, and, you know, people just don't want to see them. Well, uh, from uh, the Alcatel Lucent Technologies, they, they their wireless division... Uh, they are, they're working on a new cell phone, uh, cell uh, cell tower type technology that is really really small. I mean, the antenna actually fits in the palm of your hand, as you can see here in the picture uh, by this gentleman here, uh, Wim Wim Swedens. Wim Swedens, uh, as you can see, is it's about the size of a Rubik's cube, and I mean, this is really neat stuff. So. You could see, you know, they could put a few of these on a telephone pole or, you know, you obviously yeah, on a maybe on a traffic light. I mean, you could see where it could get really, really easy uh, to actually install one of these items. I mean, this could help fill in, you know, coverage gaps. It could fill in problems where, you know, where, you know, you might have dropped calls in a particular little pocket. You know, it'd be really easy to throw some of these units into it and then, bam, you have better Saw reception. I mean, John, you found this story. I mean, yeah. what, what do you... You like this? I just thought it was a nice picture. Okay. It was the picture that... It was the picture. That did it for me. The picture he likes did. the guy. Yeah. He likes dudes. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> it's just something about the name Sweldens that he likes. Yeah. No. Sveden. Svedens? Win yeah, Svedens. The picture I was looking at, I go, uh, you know, it almost looks like it's got like a clock, you know, a little gold... Uh, Right, the clock and the thing, but you know, it's the. Uh, it looks like the clock from uh, from Twilight Zone pinball. <laughs> sorry, I. Yeah. Sorry, it does look a little bit like the uh, the the clock on uh, Back to the Future, actually. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. So there. So, so well, I think it's one thing on this. I think it's important to mention is these are creating much much smaller hotspots or much smaller uh, cell spots than traditional towers are. So what they're saying is, in theory. And there's no reason why we couldn't do this with current cell technologies to use smaller transmitters. They could replace very large cell towers with a couple dozen of these things strewn around a city. But then we're running into last, last mile problems, which is the same issue we have with old style uh, telephone networks that Verizon did all, spent all that money to push the fiber through. Yeah. Uh, where if you need to upgrade the network, you have to upgrade. Instead of upgrading, say, 
a couple dozen towers in a metro area, you have to upgrade a couple thousand of these things in a metro area. So, which is going to be a lot more time consuming, a lot more expensive for the uh, for the wireless carrier. So, unless these things are, you know, a hundredth the price of installing one of these as compared to a uh, regular tower, there's no way something like this is ever going to take over. The, the tech- so I, I just don't think it's reasonable. The, the technology has to improve, though. I mean, obviously, what we use here in the states, I mean, with these older cell towers and the backhaul, I mean, everyone moving more towards smartphones. I mean, there's a report here that smartphones now are outselling PCs. Uh, you know, according to a report from the Financial Times, in the fourth quarter of 2010, over 100 million smartphones were distributed in the last three months of 2010. This is up, <laughs> up 87% from the year prior. Uh, in contrast, PC shipments reached only 92 million units in the same time frame. So, obviously, a lot more people now are starting to use smartphones, and, and that being said... There needs to be better infrastructure and better infrastructure technology. And I think, I mean, I mean, obviously, Joe, if this stuff it gets cheaper, you know, they could put these antennas in better places and actually utilize the bandwidth more efficiently. I think you're going to see this stuff because obviously we got to make a change at some point. We have to make a change, of course, but I'm not sure that that the idea of getting rid of these large coverage cell areas and replacing them with small cells oh, you no. know, it, by several several hundred small cells instead of one large coverage cell is ever going to be economically feasible for the carrier. Right. Um, no, I more think... likely, I could see a carrier going into an area where there's a lot of, uh, a lot of coverage holes That's, and yeah. finding businesses in the area that are willing to put up uh, the Pico cells uh, yeah. or more, maybe more powerful versions of the Pico cells. Yep. Even if it's not for voice, even if it's just for data, it would push that coverage out a little bit better. Um, you know, we're never going to solve the problem of cell phone coverage. You know, we're still going to have spots in southeast Oregon where there's three people per square mile <laughs> where you're not going to have any coverage. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless we go to s- satellite phones or something like that. But then we're talking about, you know, dollars a minute instead of pennies a minute. Yeah. So I'm just saying that I don't think the technology that they were pushing that this article was saying is revolutionary is really going to take over realistically uh it just isn't economically feasible this whole thing about smartphones out selling pcs that's pretty cool it is it's i'm not terribly surprised because this is the first time in the cell industry we've had smartphones that were actually smart you know we've had handspring devices we've had uh you know palm phones and the old windows 7 phones for years but they've all really sucked (laughs) you know i mean compared to what we have now the iphone the android phone even the uh the Windows Phone 7 and the, um, and the WebOS phones are heads and tails better than what we had just, you know, five years ago. Even. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not and – and the marketing is getting so much better about pushing these phones. I'm not at all surprised that this is happening. And it, it won't surprise me at all if this continues happening, at a, even at a greater pace than this. And, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, you're going to see the, the Pico cells. I think you're going to see the smaller antennas used to fill in those coverage gaps. I don't think you're going to see a re- – I mean, if we do see a replacement for large cell towers, you're going to see something more streamlined, much more neater, maybe nicer looking, and and that sort of thing. But yeah, no, we're still going to see the large cell towers, but you're going to see uh, these little devices, little antennas, filling those coverage gaps that you know you can't put. Sometimes you can't put a huge tower in a neighborhood, uh, you know, maybe based on restrictions and regulations and things like that. So, no, I I'm with you, man. I'm with you on that. Um, and other huge cell phone news, Nokia, or Nokia, or however you want to pronounce it, has decided uh, to get rid of its own operating system, and they were vetting different types of OSs. They were thinking about maybe going towards Symbian, 
maybe going uh, you know the Android route. But they decided to go towards dun, 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 Windows Phone Seven. And actually, you know, it's, it's it's a really good operating system. I've actually had an opportunity to try it out and look at it at PAX last year. Actually, more towards the gaming side of it. Uh, but really, the screens are really, really vivid. They use OLED screens. The operating system is pretty good. The only unfortunate thing is I think Microsoft is dropping the ball a little bit. They need to try to jump on fixing minor, you know, annoyances and issues with their software. They don't push out patches as quickly as they should. But Nokia is giving it one last go, and I think, first off, full disclosure here, you know, the I believe the uh, president of Nokia is a former executive over at Microsoft, so hey, you know, obviously, you know, there might be a little bit of deal making there. Uh, but the phones are really nice looking. Uh, I know, Joe, I think we were talking in the pre-show, you're not a huge believer of the Windows Phone 7 platform, uh, just because of what you saw on television, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, they, they had Microsoft has has been advertising their new phones for, you know, they they haven't pushed the Windows Phone 7 really hard yet. But I remember about a, a little less than a year ago, they were pushing their their new phone that was going to have social media and it was going to be revolutionary and it was going to change everything. And it was the, the Microsoft Kin or Kino or it was the, it was the Kin. It was the Kin. Right. Well, I've heard people refer to it as the Kino. I'm not sure why. But uh, anyway, whatever happened to that phone? It's dead at this point. You can't even buy one now. It's not even nine months old, and you can't buy one. So, you know, I, I mean, I guess hopefully, because it has the Windows name attached to it, they'll push this a little harder and carry it a little better. But if it goes the way of, and, and they have third-party support, you know, third-party manufacturer support, so that's at least good. Yeah. But I, I'm afraid that this is going to probably end up being too little too late. I think the, the offerings from the Android and the iPhone are already really, really good. They're really reasonably mature. Uh, obviously, I, I like I discussed earlier, I've, I have a love-hate relationship with my Android phone. But I think the iPhone is really mature. The Android phone is getting there. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a whole lot of space for a third phone standard um, and how well accepted it's going to be now that it's coming in, you know, three to four years late. Yeah. The, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. The, the Kin, I know, was kind of like Windows Phone 6.5, I believe, officially. It, you know, when the Kin came out, 7 was still being worked on. So the Kin was most supposed to be more towards, uh, you know, social media. But I think part of the problem was there, it was just too expensive. Uh, the data plans were too expensive. Uh, well, Microsoft dumped, you know, tens of millions, oh, yeah. of billions of dollars yeah. of advertising into it. And it went nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I even knew a guy who'd worked, you know, who'd, who'd worked in the advertising area for this Kin. And he said at the time, you know, we're pushing all this money at advertising the can, and, and the phone's going to go nowhere. It's just going to yeah. be dropped. Yeah. So uh, even people internal to Microsoft knew that phone was a dead end. And I guess the hope is that the Windows Phone 7 isn't a dead end. But, I mean, only time will really tell. Yeah. If Nokia's picking it up and if other phones are picking it up, you know, I know, um, uh, you know, there's uh, several other manufacturers that are going to start building these, these, these Windows phones. You know, it, I guess it'll probably go further, but... I, I still don't know how much of a dent it's going to end up making in the phone market and smartphone market now. Well, Nokia is huge. I mean, Nokia is is big in Europe. I think Nokia uh, was huge. I think they're still technically huge. <laughs> I well, think. I mean, they, I they, mean, they yeah. were huge. I mean, a lot of people had a, a Nokia phone, you know, back when phones were just simple, before text messaging even. Now, you know, I mean, do you know anybody who has one of the one of the newer Nokia smartphones? Well, the this was just announced, so not this, but I, I haven't seen 
a new uh i think the last one i saw someone have was i think the n600 i might be wrong on that but Uh, i have a a friend who has one of the nokia phones and the reason he has it is it's linux based and he's modified and tweaked his os so far that it asks for a password when it boots up and if he doesn't enter it uh you know the whole phone is actually an encrypted storage device and when it boots up if he, he was telling me about all these great plans he has he wants to have it so that when it boots up, if you don't hold the right buttons down, it'll boot into a dumb phone mode and work, but it won't actually give you access to anything on the system. But if you hold the right buttons down, it'll ask you for a password. You enter the password in, and if you enter the right password, it'll unlock the, the OS and un, un, you know, open up the encryption and let you use the phone as a full-fledged smartphone. But as soon as it turns off again, all that stuff is gone. So, I, I mean, he's a little on the paranoid side sometimes. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds but I mean, that way. That's the reason he went with a Nokia or with a with that kind of smartphone is because it had the Linux base and it was wide open. He could do whatever he wanted. And he is a a PhD um, uh, a PhD uh, uh, computer science student, or he is. So, you know, he he's he's one of those guys that's kind of creepy about some of the stuff that he can do and some of the stuff that he manages to pull off when it comes to computers and programming and that sort of thing. Part of the adventures of doing a show like this is we are live when we record this, and we we have we do this on Justin TV. And someone has entered the chat room by the name of Chase's Fan Club. Hopefully, it's a huge fan club. <laughs> Hi, Chase's Fan Club. Glad you're uh, you're you're a big uh, fan. I appreciate it, uh, <laughs> John. I was going to ask yeah. you. Um, what made you go towards the Evo and, and the Android? I mean, you obviously you're going towards a smartphone, yes. And you you had you had choices. What made you go that way? I mean, when you got as opposed to the iPhone or other types of things. Well, you guys all had the iPhones, and um, I, don't know, I wanted something different. Uh, you know, it was kind of there was a bit of the hype out on the Evo at the time, and the uh, the fact that Sprint on that one had the unlimited data plan. Which you could get unlimited data on Verizon and eight, uh, eight Verizon. Back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Verizon and, and Ver- yes. So no, not when I got my phone. I think I think AT and T was the only one with an unlimited data plan when I uh, got my phone. Cool. Yes. Exciting, huh? <laughs> it's stimulating. Really. Yes. Yes. Well, hey, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but. Uh, AT&T is clearing out their iPad inventory with a 50% off fire sale. Hmm, I wonder why. Now, obviously, we've heard a lot of rumors about the iPad, too. But why? Why would uh, AT&T be selling all their accessories, cases, and et cetera, et cetera, at a 50% off sale if... dun dun dun, dun we have found out that the Apple iPad 2 is now in production. Now, we don't have any details. Joe, Joe was telling me in, in the pre-show uh, that the iPad 2 will not have a retina display. It's going to be the same display, only brighter. <laughs> I it'll, it'll have an improved backlight, was my understanding. But that's it. No high, higher resolution. Well, the, the, yeah, and the reason for it is, is what I expected when they first talked about it is the the retina display on a screen that size is just going to be too expensive. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about computer monitors and, and how you can get a high-resolution computer desktop screen, but it costs a lot of money. The same thing applies to tablets. Uh, you know, having a screen that is going to be twenty, you know, 2560 or more um, in screen resolution 
on an on an eleven inch screen is just going to be way too expensive to do. Apparently, a uh, iPad two prototype was spotted by a Reuters reporter after the launch of the new iPad. Uh, you know, the new daily iPad app. Uh, so, I'm hoping, Joe. I'm hoping that you're wrong, and I'm hoping we're going to see a higher resolution screen. I'm hoping. I mean, I understand cost is a factor, and I, I, I think it was the huge... Wall Street Journal that actually pushed saying that it wasn't going to have that screen, and they've been. I mean, I, I don't. I've said in the past, I don't believe any of these rumors until somebody's standing on a stage announcing the product. But they have been f- really pretty reliable when it comes to the the iOS and the iPhone and iPad rumors in the past. This is the year of the tablet, though. I mean, we we have uh, tablets aplenty. I mean, you have the uh, the BlackBerry. Uh, tablet. You have uh, the HP tablet running in the new Palm OS. You have also Gingerbread uh, being pushed by Google. You know where it's going to be an Android tablet operating system. So you have all these tablets, tablets, tablets that are trying to catch up and take over the the, the king right now, which is the iPad. Uh, you know, I've had this love hate relationship with this thing. I mean, I had one. I took it back three times, and. I just I don't I just can't get myself to get one because I don't feel like I really need one. You know, it's like I need a computer. I need certain things. I need a mouse. I, need, I just I don't I don't I don't know. I just don't. I'm not implored to do it. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not gonna get it. You're looking no, at me for I, help, and I'm like, no, I'm not no, gonna get I one mean, either. Come on. Why not you? Somebody majority has one, so maybe if you had one here, it would entice me to maybe I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about getting the iPad, too. I don't know. We'll have to see what features it has when it comes out. And then your iPad 1 will be worth 200 bucks or 300 bucks, probably. Well, it's the 64 gig version, so it'll be worth a little bit more. But, okay. But, yeah, I mean, but, you know, the, 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 I actually read a little bit about other people um, saying, you know, well, you could sell your iPad 1 now, and uh, in a couple, three months, when the other one comes out, you can pick one up, and you'll get 80% of your value of your iPad now, and you can use that for the iPad 2 when it comes out. But that means you'll be three months without your iPad. And a lot of people who've gotten used to using it, it'd be hard to go three months without using that, without being able to use the iPad. Yeah. So, so and that's my stance on it. Is I, sure, I could do that, but it would, it would be difficult to go that, that length of time without having the iPad available. If, Especially since I don't have an iPhone anymore or don't use know, my iPhone. If, if I needed something more than my phone and I, I really had a craving for a touchscreen, all I'd have to do is install the drivers in my laptop here and my touchscreen touch would work. You lie. Nope. You should you should run Windows Seven. That's 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 a touch screen operating system. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, though, but to do that, we would, I'd have to mess around like we talked about the other weekend because I looked at doing you know Seven on my dad's laptop, and I still haven't touched it. All right, because <laughs> they have a CD drive. Ah. Okay. That you were talking about the USB install in Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Which would work. Yes. I did that on Jason's computer over the weekend. He's. His, he uh, his computer crashed, uh-huh. and unfortunately, uh, uh, there was an update that didn't fully install, and it got this uh, in this blue screen of death loop, and he oh. couldn't even get in the safe mode. Uh, he we basically had to format and reinstall. And you did it off the USB. Yeah. Okay. And it worked great. Uh, did you install Windows off USB? Yes, we did. Windows Seven. Yeah, that's how I've actually. I think I've done every Windows Seven install off a of USB and thumb drive. It's much faster. It's like twenty five minutes. It's it's well, as long as you don't have a really slow USB thumb drive. For a while there, I had a really really slow USB thumb drive. <laughs> um, that was my Windows install, and uh, it it took a long time. But yeah, it's it's way better than going off a CD. 
All right. Well, I guess I'll have to do that. I think Chase. It's really easy to set up too. I think Chase's fan club is. Is it Kyle? I thought. Yes, it was, it's Kyle. I thought it was. You didn't Carrie. figure out it was Kyle. I thought it was. It might be Carrie because. Just down. Carrie's not six foot seven. Well, and he's not coming from WVI.com, which is Willamette Valley. Uh, you're keeping an eye on the IP address. See, yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe is smart. Do you guys hear about this? It's this what I this do. kind of flew under the radar. The United States is seeking veto powers over new domain names. The Obama administration is quietly seeking the power, power! that they can go ahead and veto future top-level domain names. Uh, so, for example, uh, the uh, .gay initiative, is, they're looking to uh, register, and they're going to go for the .gay domain. Uh, with uh, with ICANN, and they're going to try to push that. But obviously, you know, the Obama administration, once they have a, a veto power, they can say, well, we don't like John.gay. Well, what, they don't like goats and yaks? What? G-A-Y, what? goats and yaks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so so they're, they're obviously, you know, I, I, I kind of equate this to a panel uh, where you can, uh, you know, you have a license plate, right? and the state doesn't like it or someone complains about it, and so the plate gets revoked, what if you had a website domain that someone seemed offended by, and they go ahead and they file the complaint to ICANN or to whoever this authority would be uh, to get your domain pulled? I, you know, I've always thought that the Internet was kind of like a freedom of expression and freedom of speech. Uh, obviously, you know, you have all these... These new dot domains, these three-letter suffixes and four-letter suffixes, and even longer ones that are trying to be approved, like dot uh, car, dot health, dot movie, dot nyc, dot web. There's at least 115 different proposals out there right now, uh, and so the U.S. wants veto power so they can say, "Ah, we want to veto that." How does that make you feel? I think they should, yeah, that way they can go out and uh, kill all the .ru sites. <laughs> well, they, they, they wouldn't have, I don't know if they would have uh, power over existing sites. I think they want to do it going forward with some of these newer oh. domains. Uh, but, I mean, how would that make you feel, Mr. John? I mean, are you for it or against it? I'm against it. And why? Because. Because I said so. I'm against it. <laughs> That's the way I roll. Uh huh. You have no substance to this conversation. None. Okay. <laughs> All right, Joe. Joe. Joe will have the substance. Next up, I know. I already know Joe. what Joe's going to say. This is this I is what this is what Joe's going to say. Joe's going to say this. I am entirely for the government getting in there <laughs> and and <laughs> sorry, I can't even say nice, mucking it up. <laughs> sorry. There you go. Chase. I think yeah. the, I think the government should really get be able to go in there. I don't and even know why this is this is part of a nonprofit organization. The White House should just control it all. No, I, I, I really. And, and I, he needs to have, in addition to having a big red button that says "fires the weapons," he needs to have a "destroys the internet's" button. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, um, you know, Falby Gay should uh, should be able to be banned, right? As soon as it comes out, Falby Gay. I mean, I'm really, you dumb. know, honestly. <laughs> No, I, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, is I, I don't, I'm not going to be two faced about this. Zylon. I'm not going to say, well, Zylon. I think it should be good for some Stop. people, but I don't want it to happen for me. No, you know what? The, the, the internet is supposed to be open. It's supposed to be freedom. It's supposed to be international. See, the White House is trashing his mic. Yeah, yeah. The, the White House has reached that into whole, that whole spiel. Oh, yeah, is Zylon trash. Yeah, yes. <laughs> total. The whole spiel is 
dumped. The the White House found out they're they're like oh he's crap crap he's talking about dot gay stop it and they push the red button stop it yeah they push the red the destroys the internet's button yeah all right go ahead Joe uh, okay so so here here's I'm not, I'm not going to be two sides about this <coughs> oh, excuse me so um, I started I'm not going to think now they're trying to poison me that's right um, <laughs> I'm not going to say you know I I think it should be this way for some people and I don't think it should be this way for our, for others. I think the internet should be an international community. I should think it should yeah. be driven by the users of the internet. I think it should be driven by a consortium of of representatives of the different governments that are involved in the internet, people who carry the actual lines. I don't think the U.S. should ever have one place where they can say, well, the internet's ours. We can do with it what we want. Uh, the U.S. government should not have that sort of power over the internet. I, I don't think any individual government should have that sort of power over the internet. If they want to do what, their own thing internal to the country, that's their own deal. I don't agree with it. But, you know, China, with the, have with, fun with your great firewall. With the exception of Egypt, I think, I think you know, I think we should have an internet kill switch. I, I think we should be able no, to pull no, the... No. no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, folks. No, no, we I'm should. Kidding. We I'm should, kidding. We should. That, that's a <laughs> terrible, terrible idea. Like I said, the internet should be a, a, a creation for people and, and from people. Uh, it should be the ultimate democracy, in my opinion, um, as worldwide as you can get. We've already seen what effect it can have oh, yeah. over government. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Egypt is a yeah. great example of that. Um, you know, they used the internet, they used Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that to organize some of the early stuff until the Egyptian government shut it off, and then they really came out. Um, so I, I think that that having the the internet have one entity or one group, and I don't care if it's government or or business or anything. Having one group being able to say, this is going to fly, this isn't going to fly, I don't know if that's right. I'm not saying it should be the Wild West. You know, there, there needs to be like a, a representative group that controls some of these things. I'm just saying that it shouldn't be a government representation. It shouldn't be controlled by the U.S. government or the Russian government or any other government. It should be a, a consortium type thing. Um, it's going to be a, the fact that this is even a discussion is, is yeah. the problem. You know, it it shouldn't be a discussion. It should just be the obvious solution. Uh, this, you know, I, I think I can I can should move out of California. They should move to Sealand or you know somewhere um, to get out from underneath the the possible thumb of the U.S. government. I I, I think that um, I think that you know going into the twenty first century. This is going to be one of the biggest things I think people in our age group uh, will have to fight for and to keep the internet free and to um, you know fight it from from governments from companies who want to restrict it, filter it, slow it down, uh, clog it up, shut it off. I know I'm sounding like a, a toilet guy, uh, but yeah. Why are we even talking about this? Because uh, you know, obviously, with everything that happened in Egypt, you know, now it's it's under a, a, a little bit bigger magnifying glass. You know, we're we're looking a little bit more closely at this stuff. You know, and I think it's uh, important that we be reminded that uh, we need to be able to fight for these things and stand for these things. And if the people in Egypt can do that, we all can come together and do that too when we need to. So, um, so we have a, a couple of other. Uh, cool little fun stories, uh, and then that will finish us off on Geek. First off, John needs to know about this. 83% of prostitutes now have Facebook, or they have Facebook pages. 
a recent Columbia University study shows that prostitutes moved away from Craigslist adult services before they were shut down, and now they've moved over to Facebook. That's because most of the people on Facebooks are prostitutes. They're not. You better watch it, man. Yes. No, no, but uh, but according uh, to the study, eighty three percent. So so basically, now they're uh, these prostitutes are trying to you know pimp themselves out using the poke feature, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> John wouldn't get that. <laughs> no, Joe gets it. Jo- no, Joe, Joe, Joe has no comment. <laughs> All right, um, and in the. Uh, cool video part here i have a neat little video clip uh that joe sent uh it's from corning uh and it's about uh, a day in a day made of glass which it which is is pretty pretty freaking cool and we'll play a few minutes here it's showing uh a guy and a gal in bed he's spooning her and you, and you see up on a, a television screen there and facebook comes up no what's on facebook Talking about <laughs> photovoltaic glass. Yeah, you see the windows behind them are, are slowly transitioning from opaque to clear. Yep. And then, oh, he's touching the screen and he just changed so the, the channel. by The screen that was that had been their alarm clock yep. instantly turned into their television and had a selection of channels on it. Now she's uh, yeah doing her morning stuff in the mirror and her mirror actually pops up and says, hey, you have a meeting invite. Do you want to go? Yeah. And she responds to it right there in her mirror. How neat. All right, so now he's going to the refrigerator, which the front of the refrigerator has a surface of stuff. I mean, uh, th- this reminds me of the old AT&T commercials, you know, the future, you will. AT&T. You know, remember that stuff? Uh, you know, where you'd be sending faxes from the beach and crap? So anyway. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I guess a little bit. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah. But I mean, all this stuff that... the. The cool thing about this is, of course, I mean, this is sort of the ultimate. All these things together are the uh, the possibilities, right? The music's got to go. One of the cool go, things about this yeah. is just that uh, this sort of stuff is or not. Not that every house is going to have all of this stuff, but that every little bits and pieces of this we're going to have. Display glass. He's man. He's so. I mean, it's a neat concept. It's it's, it's pretty cool. You know, Microsoft, it's, the whole Surface technology, they're, they've, they've been, they're kind of working on that stuff a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of a, an interesting Microsoft Surface and uh, um, Minority Report and, you know, all those sort of things kind of combined together into, into one sort of futuristic, idealistic v- uh, vision, which, I don't know, I thought was pretty cool. Um, realistic, uh, maybe in uh, 100 years. In new houses, I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't even say a hundred years. I say maybe twenty, maybe twenty-five. Yeah. I, I, okay. It could be realistic in a few. In in not very. You know, just a few decades. Yeah. In really really high end houses. <laughs> Two really really high end houses. Not John's house. Right. No. Not John's house. Not your house. Not my house. But Steve Jobs' house and Bill Gates' house. That's you true. Know. <laughs> uh, I mean, for all we know, Bill Gates already has this in his house. Uh, but. Uh, but I think for the for every person that sort of technology will roll down to us eventually. It's just going to take. I, I think it, it realistically probably won't will take longer longer than fifty years. So there we go. There there's our geek stories of the week. Uh, a nice little note to to finish on there uh, with uh, the look into the future. Thanks to uh, Corning. 
Um, neat stuff. I mean, really neat stuff. I mean, that's just... I like looking at that future stuff, and you, you have a company like that who's looking towards the future. I mean, a lot of companies, they like to really focus on the here and now. And, you know, there are some companies out there that are like, what can we do? What can we make things better? Um, and, you know, it's kind of neat so to the, see. So the glass is connected to the Internet. Everything is connected okay. to the Internet. The whole house is the Internet. Yes. Running and IPv6, no doubt. Yes. Well, I should hope so because <laughs> uh, there's not enough addresses, right? At that point, it'll be IPv7. <laughs> so... In the gaming category, lots of great news happening there. Uh, first off, there's that whole thing happening, you know, with GeoHot and Sony and the whole releasing the PlayStation 3 hack, which is out there now for everyone to use. Well, Sony is now going after anyone who posts the PlayStation 3 hack. Uh, they're threatening to sue, and they're threatening to get out there. Um, they're also demanding that a federal judge order Google to surrender the IP addresses and other identifying information of those who have viewed or commented about the jailbreak video on a private YouTube page. I mean, Sony, Sony's getting crazy here. Uh, they're, they're, they're flipping out because obviously their, their console is hacked. It's wide open. Um, they're, they're, they're afraid. They're scared because they're afraid that the general public, the people who don't hack consoles, are now going to start hacking. I, I bet you that's what they're afraid of. Uh, because if someone knows how to hack and they know how to do a mod chip and they know how to solder, they already know how to do stuff. Uh, obviously, I think Sony's trying to fly off the deep end here. They're trying to squash it, and they're not going to. The more that they try, the more that it's, uh, it's just going to be a lost cause, right? But yeah, it's just like the uh, the DVD decryption stuff when that first got exposed. Uh, it was the same sort of situation. Remember that code started showing up everywhere, and uh, I think it's the same thing with this. Is that code is is because Sony is pushing so hard to quash it, it's going to go everywhere. It already has gone to a lot of places. Um, I, I'll I'll be ready to admit, and Sony bring on the lawsuit. I have accidentally seen the code. <gasps> no, but no, you know hold, where hold I saw on. it. All right, I I just muted Joe. I just muted yeah. Joe. We can't hear him. Really? <laughs> um, no, I, I actually saw it in uh, in the Twitter feed of the guy who's that on all these Sony commercials. Oh, he, the, uh, he yeah. retweeted a post that someone that someone tweeted oh. that had the code in it, and it was kind of disguised as something else. And he replied and and said some kind of a joke about "haha, what does this mean?" Because the guy who was controlling the Twitter account had no idea what it was. <laughs> and it took Sony about 12 hours to figure out it was there and delete the post. Oops. Um, so, Sony, I've seen it, but it was on your Twitter feed. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it, but it's the same sort of thing. It's going uh, to be everywhere. It's, um, y- you know, it's, it's not something they're yeah. going to be able to quash. Now that it's on the Internet, it's never going to go away. Nope, and, and that's, that's the beauty of a free and open Internet. That's right. <laughs> Imagine if the White House was in Sony's pocket. They could hit a button and turn off the Internet so they could hide this code. Yep, yep. Well, that, that's the beauty of the Internet with, with mirrors and, and servers everywhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think, John? Any opinions? No. All right. John is great on the show, really, because John has so many great opinions. Unless we start talking about uh, what, was that, what was that subject that we had two weeks ago I don't that John know. just went off on. Um, gosh, do you remember Joe? I mean, Joe, come on, you got to remember. Uh, it was two weeks ago. Oh, maybe three weeks ago. I don't it was know. It's kind of a long time ago. Yeah, I know. Okay, yours, your, yours. Was it something about his Android phone? 
May, might be. Oh, know. oh, maybe it was something no. about Volkswagens. No. Yeah, you're Zyloning, by the way. Yes. Oh, awesome. So, so, uh, so, so, Sony, you know, they're they're on the big Sue happy front right now. They're trying to squash everything. Well, guess what? Here's an interesting follow up. Well, not really a follow up, but LG has accused Sony of patent infringement with the PlayStation Three. So this happened the same day that Sony was threatening to sue everybody under the sun because of this situation. Uh, but according uh, to Wired Magazine, LG has claimed uh, in a complaint with the International Trade Commission that Sony PS3 violated two patents in connection with how the video game con- uh, console renders Blu-ray data. Uh, so they are demanding an immediate investigation, and they want to block the PlayStation 3 from being sold in the United States. Uh, the LG Sony brouhaha is also a part of an ongoing infringement flap between the electronics, the two electronic concerns. Uh, Sony back in December demanded that the commission bar LG from distributing cell phones in the United States, accusations that breach Sony phone patents. So right now we have two companies going after each other over uh, over various things, and now LG is trying to get the PS3 to be stopped from being sold here in the U.S. And it all started over some kicking and banning on an IRC channel, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's always oh, how yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Well, uh, well see? Uh, yeah. I can't sell my phone? Well, you can't see your PlayStation 3. Yeah, you can't use the Blu-ray. You stole our technology. Joe, any comments? I wonder if this extends past just the PS3 to Sony's other Blu-ray players. <laughs> there's no mention here uh, but I mean there's yeah. there's no reason to assume that Sony wouldn't use similar type of technologies in all of their their Blu-ray players right yeah I it, I mean I guess I guess unless in the PS3 it's going through software because it's it's got the cell processor in it which is powerful enough to do the yeah the, the decode and the and the render of the video so yeah. that may be the case yeah that's true I mean I know they're offloading a lot of stuff onto the chip um I know with the earlier versions of the PS3, a lot of stuff was offloaded onto different chips, but with the newer, slimmer design, maybe it's all on all on the chip. And yeah, is the I, I guess the drive is an LG Blu-ray drive that they use in the thing. I guess maybe I don't. I don't, I don't know. I haven't I haven't cracked mine open to see. God, you know, uh, there's a great great website uh, that t- takes apart uh, consoles and other types of various items. I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, I fix it. I fix it. There you go. They probably cracked it open. We could probably they ask probably them. Did. Talking about games here, uh, the uh, XIM3... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, we'll pause that for a minute. Pause the XIM3. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But another big story in the gaming world was that Guitar Hero has now officially... That's right. Officially been killed by Activision. That's right, folks. Activision has dropped the next Guitar Hero game. Uh, Activision Blizzard announced that it was... uh, Now, granted, there was a development in place right now for the next version of the game, but they're not going to do one this year. Uh, According uh, to Activision, an official statement, quote, due to continued declines in the music genre, genre, the company will disband Activision's publishings of Guitar Hero business unit and discontinue development on its Guitar Hero game for 2011. Now, obviously, uh, that means no Guitar Hero, no DJ Hero, none of that. 
Also during the investment call, the company said it plans to lay off approximately 500 employees. Um, obviously, you know what? I think the only re- way you would see this come back is if maybe there's a console refresh. But it looks like it is over. It is gone. A moment of silence for Guitar Hero. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's sad. So Nobody gonna, really cares. No? Really? Nobody? It's it's Guitar Hero. I but, mean, I mean that everybody was the first plays ever, Rock Band now, right? Yeah, but the first ever uh, you know, rhythm-type guitar game was I played was Guitar Hero. Oh, my God. They're not making Pong anymore. The first video game of that, it's time. Nobody cares. Oh. <laughs> You're just mean. You know, Slash. Slash was talking about it, too, you know. Did you guys hear about that? Who's that? No. You know, Slash. You don't know who Slash he is? know who Slash is. There's a picture of him <laughs> if you're not watching. He's the funny guy on the right, right? <laughs> he's the funny guy on the right. No, he's the funny guy on the left if you're watching. Uh, oh, with but, the real guitar. Uh, but uh, there's a neat little video here of Anthrax guitar sucking at Guitar Hero. I mean, I'll, I'll play a little bit here. Scott, <laughs> uh, Ian presenting, um, doing Guitar Hero. Uh, looks like he's at, they're at a what a Best Buy. Looks like maybe. So he's so he's trying to play it, and just someone can't find the yellow button. Yeah, he's trying to play. See, I've heard about this. You know about you know rear it doesn't map. Yeah, yeah, it's just not even close. And my understanding, it's the same way with the new uh, piano on yeah. Uh, Rock Band. Yeah. Well, the piano at least is like, what, 20-something keys where, you know, it's... Well, the hard part is, is with if you're doing a live song, you know, if you're actually playing the music, you can be a little bit off. You know, there's no two live concerts that sound exactly the same. Unless exactly. It's recorded you have a little years. play in it. Right. Um, but, uh, but when it comes to Rock Band, they expect you to be right on the money. And, uh, and it's just not realistic. Talking uh, about Activision and, and Blizzard and, and all that lovely, lovely stuff. Well, Grand Theft Auto may find a new home at Activision. Can you believe that? No. They are interested in acquiring Take-Two. Um, because obviously since you know they canceled Guitar Hero, now they're, they're looking at picking up another franchise. So... Uh, you know, they, they got Call of Duty and, and, you know, so we could see something like Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto Warcraft Duty Hero. Uh, uh, that'd be exciting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be real exciting. But there you go. I mean, my only worry is so far, anytime Activision has picked up something, they, they have uh, tried to turn it into crap or try to lock it down or try to make more money off of it or... I mean, hello, can we say hello to Call of Duty? I mean, I don't know. Is this a good thing? I mean, I like Grand Theft Auto. I just have this bad feeling that if we if we see this happen, you know, Activision's obviously trying to be the next EA and bring all these franchises under one umbrella to compete with another huge company, right? I mean, or or am I just being a little too pessimistic? A little. Oh, oh I'm, I'm with you on this. I don't think... Uh uh, I mean, it's Activision Blizzard. You know, you, you, they're making enough money off of uh, off of Warcraft and uh, and StarCraft Two now. You'd think they would be happy with that, but no. I mean, more money is always better. So, have you guys? Yeah, no, I'm. 
I, I think they're they're going to end up being a little greedy, and they usually tend to make so- games that aren't aren't as as good as they could have been uh, outside of uh, underneath their umbrella. So. A developer has said that the Nintendo 3DS is more powerful than the Wii. <gasps> what? I love no this he, this I, I want to talk about this headline just for just the headline, not even the article, just the headline. Okay. This is an example of where the internet sucks. Okay? Okay. Because if you read the headline, the headline says Dev says Nintendo 3DS more powerful than the Wii. If you read the URL, which you don't have on that screen, the URL actually says Nintendo 3DS more powerful than the Wii in some ways. Well, it's in the subtitle here. Right, but it's it, it, who cares the sub nobody ever reads the subtitle. They always read the header for the for the article. So, I mean, it, it's uh, that's an example of where media can be stupid. You need to really really uninstall that MSN toolbar thing. That's not an MSN toolbar thing. That's the website. Really? Yeah, so you highlight It's not doing it on Chrome. Oh shit! It is. Uh, <laughs> well, only if you highlight a couple words at a time. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, actually, let me can... point that out as another place where the internet fails. <laughs> All right. uh, Nintendo is known to be using a new Pico 200 graphics core in the new Nintendo 3DS. Uh, it has a stronger processing power. Yeah, than the DS. That's right. Than the DS. Uh, obviously, uh, you know they're saying that. It's the, the the two screens with the 800 by 200 240 screen on the top and the 320 by 240 screen on the bottom is actually demanding more than one 480p resolution on the Wii. So because of the the way the two screens are, uh, it's demanding more. Hence, why are, it's a more powerful. It's you know in some way. Are they going by pixel count or are they going by line count? Well, they're not saying, it doesn't say here. They're just saying 800 by 240 screen up top and 320 by 240 screen on the bottom. That's, this is uh, coming from Electronista, (laughs) what great website, Electronista.com. So, Mm. go figure that one out. I mean, I know you're, Joe's, uh, Joe's on the case now. I'm working on it now. Yeah, Joe's using the Googles. That's right, using the Googles. (laughs) <laughs> so 480 is 480 by 640 480 by 640 huh so the 3ds actually drives let me find out exactly how many different it is 38,400 pixels fewer than a Wii does at 480p there are more lines. There are more, you know, vertical lines because of the two screens, but there are fewer pixels. Huh. Okay. So, you know what? Let's not use Electronista because their website sucks and their information's wrong. Next story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. The XIM3. You probably have not heard of this, and Joe's heard of the XIM2, but if you're a uh, uh, yeah. I have the XIM too. Now, if you've heard of, uh, and, you know, if you're a gamer, you, you know, for the most part, you probably not have heard of these devices because they're not exactly mainstream. Uh, if you're a console gamer, if you're a console gamer, but this, if you're a PC gamer, you've heard of them. Yes, yeah. but you guys probably remember the Game Shark. Maybe you remember the Game Genie, where uh, you know you got cheats or you got extra features by buying these extra pieces of hardware. 
Well, now you have the XIM-3. And if you are watching the video, you'll be able to see a picture of this device. And what this device does is you can plug it into your system, your Xbox 360, and then you plug in a keyboard and a mouse, and then what it will do is it will map your keyboard and mouse through this interface so you can use it in games like first-person shooters. Um, and so here's a, a real uh, quick and small video clip of this that we will play and show you. Oh, i got to love multimedia. Isn't it neat? Hi, this is Obsessive, creator and architect of the Zim Project. He's a little this quiet. He is a little quiet. Yes, we just saw that picture. You fast forward a little bit? Yeah, sure. I'll see some in-game action. There's some in-game action. There we go. Ah. So this is a guy playing an audience Xbox. Using this adapter. Using this mouse. You can't even... He's owning everyone. Oh my god. Console controllers suck for FPS. That's right. So we're going to... Here's a video... So we were just seeing a guy own it on the video. All right, so it goes through a. It's setup. 150 bucks. You know what? It might get me to play my PS3 or my Xbox 360. I might buy this actually. <laughs> yeah, this thing's pretty cool. So, our, on the video, I, he's plugging in. Ag- yeah, go ahead. All right, so on the video, he's plugging yeah, in his keyboard and his mouse into Xbox it. And so he's also you also have to plug in a wired Xbox controller. Now you can use the play and charge kit. I think that will work. No, it will not. Oh, well, it won't. You have to have no, a wired. Um, Microsoft issues a unique controller ID to every controller they give out. Okay. And it has to use that controller ID. And if you do the uh, plug and play kit or the plug and charge kit or whatever it is, um, it doesn't communicate the controller over USB. It still goes over wireless. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, my my XM two is uh, or Zim two or whatever the heck it is is the same sort of thing where you have to plug in the um, the the controller into the device. It doesn't work anywhere near as well as this looks like it works though. Yeah. So let me see if I can. Uh, I, I wish I wish they showed in this video here of him actually on, using the keyboard and mouse like if they did a uh, you know side by side. But there you go. Pretty, I mean, he's just owning. He is. He's just destroying. So there it's you great. <laughs> Makes you want to get one, does doesn't it, Joe? I mean, oh, definitely. I, I, <laughs> I would actually play on the console. I, I would. Yeah. I mean, it, I would play FPSs on the console. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you, is this bannable? I mean, is can they go in and know? How? I mean, yeah. How are they going to know? But here's they, the problem. Uh, so I guess all they could do is they could figure out if you were using one, and I guess they would if they figured out you were using one, they could ban your controller or ban your Xbox. Uh, but how are they going to know? How are they going to know? And is it really illegal? It's not. I, I disagree with their comparison between Game Shark and Game Genie because you're not really cheating on the device. You're just using a control set you prefer. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, the the PS3 with Unreal Tournament three, you can use a keyboard and mouse. It's built into the game. Uh. But with the Xbox, you can't because Microsoft decided that you can't. So this went on sale last week. And oh, did it, where uh, on on the company website, on their <laughs> website. However, uh, because they got slammed with so many orders, uh, they had to bring their site down. Uh, so it should be back up now if you want to buy it. And as Joe said, it is a oh, hundred. It's not up yet. It's not up yet. Okay, 
It's a hundred. Uh, Zim three is not yet available for purchase. Prior versions are no longer in production. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for announcements, sign here. So it's going to be one hundred and forty nine bucks, and uh, I th- I think we might get I might get one. I think I might do it. I know it's yeah, a little pricey. I think it's a, I know it's a little pricey, but I would love to play. I mean, I have Halo. Uh, some older versions of Halo that I have not played because I'm not... I mean, I played the first one because, you know, it was the Xbox, you know, original. But, I, God, I want a keyboard and mouse. I mean, it'd be just so... Yeah. It'd be more comfortable for me being a PC gamer growing up to do something like that, so... Definitely, definitely. Yeah. John, I mean, you have a 360. Would uh-huh. something like this entice you to play first-person shooters on your console? Does he, does he play anything other than Rock Band on his console? Uh, he'll play uh, uh, Catan because I know E's not out on it. So <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So what do you think, John? Would you do it? It's interesting. I would be interesting to try it. You get one. You buy one, and I'll try it. All right. Can't ask for much more than that. No. Yeah. No. All right. Okay. No. As long as we're not playing Modern Warfare Two or whatever the hell that stupid <laughs> game was. Six nine. Pos twenty seven forty three hike. Modern yeah, that's War. the one. Modern All right. Warfare POS. Final oh, Gears of War. Yeah, there. Well, there you go. Gears of War. I mean, but that's more like a third person kind it's, of. Yeah, uh, but it's still the kind of game that would benefit from having keyboard and mouse, and it's a console exclusive, so you don't feel bad about playing it on the console when it's you know not available on the PC. That's true. So here, TF uh, two. John John brought this uh, to my attention uh, to, and this is our final gaming story of a game that's going to be coming out hopefully for the iPhone, iPad, and the Android marketplace. I, I don't know. It may not even get approved. Uh, but I'm going to just play. I'm not even going to say the name of the uh, of it. I, I'm just going to uh, play the video. And you guys... Muggle Truck is the name of the game, and it's due out on the iPhone, iPad, and on the internets in March. Obviously, I think we're going to see it on the internets in March, but I think part of the problem is because, uh, as it implies, you are smuggling people into the country. I don't know if we're going to see this approved on the Apple Steve Jobs Marketplace. But, uh, John, since you brought it to our attention, you get the first uh, opinion of it. Yeah, you know, actually, when they say you're smuggling aliens, if you look at the the eyes, they're too big for the head. I don't think they're humans. I think they're just, you know, aliens. Actual aliens? Yes, actual aliens. It sounds like Cylons, kind of like Joe's mic there. Um, And if you look in the back of the truck in one of the shots, you'll see there's an owl in there. There's an actual alien, like a Roswell-type alien in there. Um, But uh, you can check it out at uh, smuggletruck.com. We'll have a link in, in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought it was cute. 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 <laughs> funny. Cute. Funny. Maybe a little offensive. <coughs> maybe a little bit. The the concept's a little offensive, but the game does look kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, and the thing is, it, it wasn't like it was some high school kids back, you know, making it. You know, the 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 developers of it are actual. Um, immigrants themselves to the the country so they're kind of po- poking fun at the uh the whole 
smuggling across the border. Joe, do you have any uh, final thoughts on uh, on this one? <laughs> Not really. I, it looks like a fun game. I'm I'm interested in seeing it. Uh, I think it'll probably get through the Apple Store selection process because I mean it's the subject matter is a little iffy, but it's not like the content is bad. There's no nudity in it or you know anything like that. So I think it'll probably go through. All right, it's gonna die a, die the same death as the JFK um, reloaded, reloaded, JFK reloaded. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, it's now time uh, to discuss uh, the games that we played over the past week. That's uh, titles and things. And actually, we'll say over the past two weeks, uh, just because of the fact that, um, you know, we haven't been around. So, John, you want to go first? Uh, do, uh, what games uh, do you want to entice the listeners and viewers to maybe try or play if they haven't done so? Um, last weekend, my nephew and I uh, sat at my place and played a bit of the uh, Rock Band 3. Now that I got my thumb drive back from you, and then uh, nice. And this past week, um, I was playing. Come on, Joe, you love it. <gasps> okay, all right. That's it. That's it. That's all it. right, Joe. Joe, what about you? What have uh, What did you get to do and play over the past two weeks? I know you probably played a lot of titles because of the land. Uh, well, I, I did play quite a few. Um, I actually played. Uh, well, let me see real quick. Um, I played some uh, Bad Company 2, Battlefield Bad Company 2, Vietnam, and Regular. I played some Left 4 Dead 2. Actually, we uh, we had a guy set up one of the 16-player uh, Left 4 Dead servers, so we had 8v8 going, which is all kinds of fun if you've never done it. Um, played some uh, Call of Duty Black Ops multiplayer. I actually played quite a bit of that. And I also played, uh, well, I, it's not really a play to game, but I spent a lot of time running... Uh, What's called real flight? It's an RC airplane or aircraft simulator. So you have a um, actually have the controller right here on my desk. It looks just like a traditional RC controller, but it's a USB connected, and uh, wow. <laughs> it, it lets you uh, it lets you fly uh, airplanes and helicopters and stuff like that. And and I have a, a fairly small RC vehicle fleet. Uh, you know, helicopter. I have a couple helicopters and a couple airplanes. And uh, it's a really good training for that. Um, you know, you get used to it. You can crash your airplane 500 times doing different tricks, and who cares? It doesn't. You don't have to so, run down to the model shop to buy new parts and so, stuff like that. So it's called Real Flight, and actually I, I got a video clip here to throw up for you. So on the top right portion of the screen there, you're going to see the controller. Yep. And then you, uh, which mimics. That's actually uh, the older version. That's uh, oh, Real okay. Flight G3, I believe. Uh, Real Flight G5 is the current version. Wow. But yeah, it gives you an idea of what you can do with it. That's, and uh, that's we'll see if he transitions cool. into forward flight. So he's just flying around there. I think you should yep. be able to use the controller with your uh, Microsoft Flight. You can actually. It treats it as a. Uh, it treats it as a standard uh, Windows input device, game controller, game pad. So yeah, you can configure a flight simulator or Battlefield or that sort of game to use it in game. Uh, or in software so that you can uh, use it to control those. Too. I've never heard of this. This is a really cool looking game. Real it is flight. really, really cool. Um, the next time, uh, next time I come up, the only problem with it is it is a little expensive and it's kind of specialty. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. Yeah. The, um, the game, uh, the controller and the software, you can only get them together and they're $200. Wow. Okay. So, um, so like I said, but you can pick it up at most hobby shops. Um, but like I said, you know, 200 bucks pays for itself real fast when you're breaking active airplanes. <laughs> Very cool. Well, there you go. And there's he's flying a Harrier. And yep. And it's got a huge library of different aircraft, helicopters. Uh, it's even got a, an airship, like a, a blimp type thing. You know, I mean, 
And so, people are expanding it. You can make your own models. That's wow. Really, really, really cool. And what's the price again? Uh, what, about $200. 200 bucks. All right. Yeah. Very cool. See, that's next why we... Up there, next time you come down here, I'll show it. So there you go. That's why we do the games that we played, because you never know. You never know what we're going to discuss. Yep. I got a couple people stuck, you know, hooked on it at PDX Land, so I, I should be getting commission on those, I think, but I'm not sure. Oh, you get a commission, really? Well, I wish, but oh, no. okay. I should, but I won't. Reminds hey, me. Re- go ahead, John. No, I was going to ask him. Well, you guys are going on. I was going to ask him in a minute there uh, what he thought of the battlefield uh, Vietnam. So. Oh yeah, uh, it's pretty good. It's a little different. The problem I had is I went from playing Bad Company or uh, or Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops, to playing Battlefield Bad Company to Vietnam. And that transition is really, really hard. Um, they, the games play very, very differently. So I was playing Black Ops and got really into it and got really used to it, got pretty good at, good at the controls, leveled up quite a ways because they had a last weekend was a double points weekend. And then I went and tried to play some, some bad company, and it was like none of my shots were on target, and I couldn't hit anything, and I couldn't see anybody. It just drove me up the wall. Um, but uh, overall, Vietnam seems like a pretty good expansion to Bad Company. Um, it's... Uh, it's got some nice new maps in it, some new vehicles, a few new weapons. You know, overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So, Very sweet. Right on. Um, for me, I, you know, I haven't done too much gaming just because of trying to get the system up and going. I've done some pinball, a lot of pinball playing lately. Um, but as far as on the PC and actually some actual gaming, played a little bit of Monday Night Combat, uh, which is fun, and also played... So Microsoft Flight Simulator X as well. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to the new Microsoft Flight. It's just called Flight. Uh, it's basically the, the new version of the Flight Simulator series. Microsoft's been doing a flight simulator for, gosh, over 20 years. Uh, so Since at least Windows 3.1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just really, it's really good to see that they're still wanting to do that sort of thing. Um, and so Except I'm, they fired the entire studio that developed the current version. Well, just because the old version, I mean, there's, just, I mean, it's unless you tweak it really heavily, it kind of ran like crap. Yeah. Um, and it still kind of runs like crap. You got to tweak it heavily, and you know, obviously, Microsoft wants to make it more simpler for more everyday people to pick up, but at the same time, be good for advanced users. So, but no, I, I, I installed it. I have the uh, expansions, and uh, I need to now. I need to go through and tweak it. Uh, because I have a great system and it still kind of runs bleh, bleh, a little bit, so you got to tweak it. Unfortunately, tweak. Tweak. tweakers. Tweak. Um, let's got to be a tweaker. You got to be a tweaker. Tweak, tweak. So let's talk about the games that are coming out this week. Uh, lots of great, neat titles in the world of video gameage. Uh, Joe, why don't you uh, talk about what's coming out for the handhelds this week? All right. So for the uh, Nintendo DS, uh, we got uh, Dragon Quest uh, VI, uh, Realms of Revelation, and Oscar in Toyland 2. And Xylon. And Xylon. Nice. <laughs> Let me see if I can fix it. Um, also got a game coming out for the Mac. That's right, Mac. It's an older title. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. A Mac title. Are you back with us, Joe? I, I think so. You are. Go for so it. So we got the two DS titles, even though I, I came across that in like a robot. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the other handheld titles coming out is for the PSP, and that is Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together. 
No idea, but it's made by Square Enix and it got a nine on the on the rating for GameSpot. So maybe it's not bad. Who knows? Probably not good enough to make me break out the PSP though. Uh, coming out uh, for the PC, uh, we got a few titles. We got Dungeons, which don't even bother. Um, also, Baron Wittard, Nemesis of Ragnarok, and Ragnarok. and here's a great long title. You got to love long titles because if it has a long title, you know it's going to suck. It's the Silver Lining. Episode three, my only love sprung from my only hate. Yeah. Why does that sound like a Japanese game to me? It says publisher, no company. Well, it's underscore no company. <laughs> yeah, oh, so underscore. it must not have a company associated with it. It just, the screenshots are interesting. Sort of. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass. Uh, coming out for the PS3, uh, John. Hyperdimension, Neptunia. And uh, we got uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds. They're still making uh, cranking those out? Oh, yeah. Cookie cutter, cookie cutter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and then the uh, the Tactics Ogre. Let us yeah, that's for the PSP, PSP, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. PS. And actually... Oh, we, oh, I guess that was a, was a short list, wasn't it? Yeah, and, yeah, also, too. and also uh, quite a long list of 360 titles, and some of these are Kinect titles. Uh, you got the Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds, uh, Brunswick Pro Bowling. That was actually on the Wii, and now they've brought that over to the Kinect. Uh, Gears of War Triple Pack and Expansion Pack, uh, Dance Paradise, and Hardcore Uprising. Um, and also there's a, a, a Wii title uh, squeezed in there, Puka's Kisses Game. Joe's going to go buy that, isn't he? Joe? Yeah, that'll, that'll make me turn my, my Wii on, that's for sure. God, such a Zylon, Joe. Sorry, yeah. I can't help it. Stop it. Is it still going? Oh, yes. yes. Right now? Yes. yes. Is it, I'm not going to unplug my microphone this time. I'm just going to leave it. Fine. I'm just going to do the rest of the show this way. Now you're back. Yeah! I maybe, didn't even have to do anything. Maybe you have a power regulation issue. Maybe there's a problem with your it, snowball. Uh, it, that's also possible. Yeah. yeah. It sucks when you have problems with your balls. <laughs> and yes. on that note... Uh, goodbye. <laughs> no. <laughs> goodbye. No. Um, uh, some housekeeping duties. First off, we, we encourage everybody, if you haven't done so yet, uh, head over uh, to uh, geekgamer.tv. That's right, geekgamer.tv. And right now, when you head the website, you're not going to see much but a little splash page, and it looks just like that. Um, type in your email address. We promise not to sell it anywhere Uh you, we just want you to be notified when we launch the new site. Uh, so geekgamer.tv, you can uh, click there. Our, our great buddy, uh, Ty Caldwell is working on a design for us as we speak. Tre- I mean, he is in the trenches of code, digging it out, trying to, to put together the best-looking website there is. Uh, but you can head over uh, to geekgamer.tv, and while you're there, type in your email address, and, uh, you know, you know, that sort of thing. Do and, it. And, 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 and you know, even if you don't trust this, if you really don't want to give us your email address, you can always use the RSS feed. That's true. The RSS Subscribe. feed will not change. Uh, you know, even if we change websites, that is one thing that will we'll never change. Uh, you know, and speaking of the website, don't forget GeekGamerRadio.com. That's right. GeekGamerRadio.com is your source and your place for everything Geek Gamer Weekly. Uh, here on the on the main page on the right hand side, you can click one click easy clicks to subscribe to the MP3 feed to the video feed 
on iTunes, as well as the Zune Marketplace. You can also use your RSS feeder if you have an Android device or any other type of feed catcher. You can use that, too. Um, also, by the way, you can contact us. You can uh, send us email. There's an email form you can fill out, or you can just use the old-fashioned way, uh, ggr at geekgamerradio.com is the, is the website. But, you, you know, we have this great website where we have all of our archive shows. Uh, you can even go back. That's right. You can go back to the older archives and listen to the very first episode of anything which was called Hoser Chat. And wow, we have that's them here. way back. Yeah, we, we have them all here. It's way, way, Isn't way Isn't that back. neat? It's way back. Back in the time. We have the archives for you, so there you go. Uh, Arch- but, you know, hey, uh, and one, one final thing. On our website, on the top right-hand corner of the page, is the listener survey. And so we, we ask, and I'm actually zooming in for people who may be watching. We have a listener survey. If you click that button, it takes you to a pod track survey page. And we, we ask if you can take five to ten minutes. Your information is completely anonymous. We don't know. Uh, but this allows us to know who listens to the show and what kind of demographics, if you're male, female, what age range, that sort of thing. And it helps us get more geared advertisers. So if you listen to the video version or watch or listen to the audio version or watch the video version, just check the box and then what it will do, it will just ask you through a series of questions. It's really easy. It takes about five minutes, five, ten minutes tops. And it's, it's really easy stuff. So please do that. That would help us out tremendously. And the final thing, tell one friend. Tell one person about the show uh, and help spread the word of the show. We would appreciate it. One or more. One, one, one or more. Uh, Mr. Joseph Falby, uh, he is our chief Apple correspondent. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Falby, F-A-L-B-E-Y. Uh, and hold your breath, everybody. I have been tweeting recently. And I've been tweeting back and forth with Joe. I mean, it's, yes, it's been... It's unbelievable. Of course, I mean, when Chase says something kind of weird and wrong, I have to try to correct him. So yeah. that was why I tweeted, tweeted that, the last that, time. That's true. That's right. Uh, but there is Joseph Falby. Uh, anything you want to add before uh, we uh, sign off this week? I don't think so. I don't really have anything. I mean, I have a cold. Sorry again. <coughs> and, and you're a Zylon. So kind of funny. And, and I'm Zyloning? Yeah. Yes. Even better... <laughs> a cold Zylon. John Kessler, he is our president of chat operations for Geek Gamer Weekly. It's just too bad he can't stay up in the channel. <laughs> Any dick. final words, Mr. John? Joe's a dick. Joe is a <laughs> Oh, sorry. I said that out loud. Joe I? Is I was a thinking it up in here. I just I don't know what Joe is a out. dick. I think that I think we found the title of our show. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thanks, Chase. But I'm, it's gonna be D Star 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 because Oh, that's that's much much better, yes. Yeah, it's just yeah. more subtle that way. Um, uh. I am Chase Nunes, and my final thought, like Jerry Springer used to do. No. I, he still does actually. Goodbye. Uh, no, no. Uh uh, well, I was like, I lost my train of thought. Um, you are the weakest link. You are the weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, no, I, I, uh, thanks to everyone who, who listens to the show. I, I know there's, there's a lot of you out there who actually, you know, some good close friends of ours who do listen to the show, uh, and we appreciate it. We really do. Uh, we do the show really just kind of hang out, talk gaming, talk geek, and uh, we hope to bring you more stuff in the future. And that's the greatest thing about the Internet 
is uh, the freedom of the have that expression to do that sort of thing, and we are excited to do that. So, yeah, I'd like to thank Jason for you know downloading the show twenty times. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help, but no. that's okay. It only counts once because it's IP address. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Uh, so uh, as uh, as a great thanks, Mr. John Kessler, Joseph Falby, I'm Chase Nunes. Goodbye. To say anything. I was Good night, Grayson. It. Yeah, it's too late. I'm, yeah. I'm going to cut right there. You know? Oh, yeah. You can edit. Like you just you cut about four seconds out of that. Shorten it up. Goodbye. Bam, bam, bam.